I'm shook. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Holly Shook Podcast Bonus Episode Extravaganza. It's me, Ryan. Hey, how are you? And I'm joined, as always, by Armin. Hey, Armin. Hey, Ryan. I like this new thing that you're doing where you ask rhetorical questions to the audience, but kind mm-hmm. of still expecting an answer. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting to hear how everyone's doing, um, but I'm not going to like pause. I know some people have to think about it, so I'm just going to keep going, but um, just feel free to answer when you guys feel appropriate, when it feels appropriate. When it feels right. Not when you feel appropriate. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, we have a really fun, kind of crazy little update on our current event podcast today. This is one of the meatiest bonus podcasts I think we've ever done. With 60% of the stories, we have five stories, so three of the five, being updates to long-running narratives. Narratives that we've been covering. Narratives that we have been updating you guys with through the years. I feel personally connected to some of these stories at this point. A quick uh, tease on that. We're going to be covering Miley and we're going to be covering Bieber and Selena. You are famously both a Smiler and a, a Jelena stan. Am I a Jelena stan? Aren't you? I would say I was a fan of them at a time in life. Um, but it never... doesn't qualify you to be a Jelena stan then? I'm a Bieber stan. I love Bieber on his own. I don't really care about who he's dating. So um, you are on Bieber stand, but you're not on Selena stand. Yes, Bieber stand, Selena, eh, together. Eh. That's how I rate that. It's sort of like how you're a smiler and you can do with Miley and Liam. In fact, you're fairly pro Miley and Liam, but you can also do without Liam. Yeah, as long as Miley's happy at the end of the day, that's all I care about. Um, but. I think we talked about it on our last, one of these last podcasts, that I do believe that they are supposed to be together, Miley and, what's his face? Liam. But <laughs> will they be together? Who knows? But do I care at the end of the day? No, as long as Miley's happy. That's all I care about. But neither uh, one of those stories is leading today because we have an even bigger story that leads today's bonus episode. And this is yet another story that we've been covering for many, many months now. I think we're on month seven. Yeah. Obviously, we're talking about our favorite scandal of the year. I think we voted that, maybe. College admission scandal. No, by the way, I want to I clarify something here, Ryan. On our mid-season awards podcast, or mid-year awards podcast, you said that the Jussie Smollett scandal was your favorite scandal of the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I kind of hesitated when I said that, because I was like, wait, shit, did I ever actually say that this was my favorite? Um, but I forgot about Jesse Smollett until right now. See, that's why I actually think that the college admission scandal is your favorite scandal of the year. And I actually pushed back on you at the time, saying, wait, Rye, I actually don't think you awarded this correctly. Yeah. Um, I think in the moment it was my favorite because it was still kind of a thing, but I have actually literally forgot about that scandal until right now when you mentioned it. So, whoopsies. Um, well, when we do like the full 2019 awards episode, I'm guessing, 
Well, we don't want to spoil anything, but I'm guessing college admissions is going to win for you. But we'll see. Don't put words in my mouth, okay? I'm my own person. Um, well, I should have put words in your mouth back in June because clearly college admission scandal was your favorite of the year. Okay, I didn't freaking say that. And I'm not going to say anything because we still have two more months and there could be something crazy that happens. Uh, oh, something crazy definitely will happen. Yeah. And it might be my favorite. Um, okay, now back to my favorite scandal of the year. So the college admissions scandal. Um, obviously, we had an iconic fashion moment this week with um, Felicity Huffman being photographed in her prison jumpsuit, which was almost jarring. It was a little jarring when I saw it first. It looked like something from a set. Yeah, it was like a set photo. Like she's walking to her trailer or something. Very Sasquatchy like kind of like caught in the moment. Um, so if you guys didn't see, she was wearing like a green, like dark green, like button down jumpsuit, um, pants, black under armor shoes, which was a huge thing. Everyone was like, she's going to wear, everyone was like, she's an under armor person. She's going to wear under armor. Um, well, under armor is actually making a surge in the athletic wear field. Right. But prison is famously not sports. Um, so it was kind of shocking. And then she was wearing a white hat. She looked kind of crazy. And, but it was the first, the first photo we got of her and probably the only. And um, Martha Stewart, um, iconic prisoner herself, um, made a comment saying that she should have styled her outfit a little bit more. She looked a little schlumpy which I love that for Martha, that she's, like, totally shady. Martha would. Martha totally would. And funnily enough, we just covered Martha on on our Historic Celebrity Scandals breakdown. We never got into her outfits, though, on that. We didn't. I See, that's one of my deficiencies, Rye, is that I'm not You don't have any deficiencies. No. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But if I were to have one, it would be that I don't seek out the details when it comes to the fashion of the scandalous moment, right? I don't think I've ever touched on that, but maybe you have. I I haven't. I have. Um, But then I also don't get any of the actual important details. So we're kind of, you know, pick and choose when it comes to us. (laughs) You don't get Uh, important details. I don't get the fashion details. Right. Which ones Which ones do we really want? The I, fashion. I think the only time I actually really did go in-depth on the fashion in, in one of those like at, like historic breakdowns um, was the Winona Ryder episode because that was all about fashion. You did actually go really deep into fashion with that one, which was a stretch for you. What pieces she stole and the cost of those pieces. Yeah. Which I still... It's still... Bejumbles me. <laughs> it still befuddles me. Befuddles. That's what I was. No, it for. bejumbles you, right? It's totally, bejumbled. You're bejumbled. I'm tired. Okay. I'm also... I went to the Madonna concert last night. It didn't start till 10:30 p.m. and it ended at two in the morning. Okay. And then she Leave come on me. late. And she came on late. She came on at 11:15. <laughs> I was like, and I left before the encore. I didn't even stay the whole time. And can I say I'm bejumbled by the fact that Martha Stewart really like vacillates between these two extremes of being like prison was the most horrifying experience ever. I hated it. It was terrible. But then she also like cracks jokes and goes like, oh, she yeah. Lo- yeah, she loves bringing it up. It's like, girl, do less. But also, 
I love, I don't know, Martha Stewart's my favorite. Um, Wait, on the whole Martha Stewart pod, you wouldn't stop talking about the fact that you were annoyed by Martha Stewart, that you found her annoying. Okay, can people not change? So you've evolved. You've evolved in the last month. I love Martha Stewart. Let it be known now. But and you then can never love go back who are and annoying. listen to that Martha Stewart podcast because I will contradict myself. <laughs> um, any hoosers. So Felicity Huffman, um, she actually was released from prison this week on um, uh, after serving, f- or how many days did she serve? 13 of her 14 days. She served 11. She was supposed to oh. only serve 13 of the 14. But she got released early. She actually got released this morning. We're recording on a Friday, October 25th. She's been released. She's out. She's having a good time. Her and William H. Yeah, she's probably freaking partying her partying it up now. Um so she's she so she did eleven days. I saw I thought I read thirteen days. So she did eleven of her fourteen day sentence. Um and she was in Dublin, California. Oh my gosh, shout out East Bay, that's where I'm from. Um, and I love that she's in Dublin. That's so random. Um, I remember growing up, I always was so confused because I was like, isn't Dublin in Ireland? Because <laughs> we'd always take the freeway and there would be a sign like, go this way for Dublin, this way for, um, somewhere else. <laughs> and I'd always be like, you can get to Dublin, Ireland from here? And then one day I finally asked my family and they were like, you're fucking stupid, you idiot boy. And I was like, okay. Um, this is so on brand for you, Rye. The inability to remember dates. Yeah. Inability to remember times. Mm-hmm. And your lack of knowledge in geography. It's all it's all in the same realm. It's like dates, times, geography, all that kind of stuff together. Like literal things that are dependent on my survival. I just like don't know how they work. Um so she is freaking free now. She still has to pay a fine of $30,000 and perform 200, 250 hours of community service. They said she already paid the fine. So she paid the fine. She did her time. And now she just has to do community service. And then this whole chapter of her life will be behind her, which is pretty exciting. So I have a her. question for you, Rye. Yeah. What would you rather have done if you were in the Lori Laughlin Felicity Huffman position? A, take the Felicity Huffman approach. Plead guilty do 11 days of time, get photographed in what has been widely regarded as a hideous outfit. You pay the fine, you get it over with. All you have to do now is 250 hours of community service. Or B, take the Lori Loff approach and you are currently embroiled in a contentious court case in which you are pleading not guilty and you have just actually been hit with an, an additional charge of bribery, which can carry an additional 10 years of sentencing. That's actually another uh, news item that came yeah. out this week. So that's another update on the college admission scandal. So Lori Laughlin is facing, I think, a total of 50 years. 50 years, yeah. Um, shockingly enough, I actually would rather do 11 days. Um, I don't think that's shocking at all. I think that's actually smart. 11 days? I mean, it's less than two weeks. It sucks. But like you said, right? You put that chapter behind you pretty damn quickly. I mean, look, Felicity's done. Lori hasn't even started her trial yet and just keeps getting shit thrown at her. Um, I would like to be done. I I think Felicity, and we've, we've said it once, we'll say it a million times. Felicity was smart with this. She accepted guilt. She said, I did something. I was 
I know I did something wrong. I was bad. I will pay for my crime and I will move on and I will learn from this and I will hopefully be able to get back to a normal life eventually. I don't see that ever happening for Lori Laughlin. Well, it's tough to move on after you spend the rest of your life in prison. Right. I don't think that's going to happen, but she's going to spend a significant amount of time in prison. It's insane. Yeah, no, she's a stupid idiot. And just like, it's just, she's still holding the, I didn't know it was a bribe. I didn't know I was doing this. It's like, a girl, you know, you just look stupid. And I don't think the public's going to be as forgiving. I think people, honestly, I feel like people are kind of already over Felicity Huffman. They're like, all right, girl, whatever, cool. I think people will be very forgiving for her. Whereas I don't see that really happening with Lori. Well, you know who also hasn't moved on? Uh-oh. Segway alert. <laughs> Segway alert. Miley Cyrus. She's in the Lori Laughlin camp in terms of moving on. Right. Not very good at that. Not good at it. Because uh, she can't stop shitting on Liam Hemsworth. She's kicking the guy while he's down. She had a few things to say. Uh, I'll run through them. Also, Cody Simpson is getting involved in the fray, and I feel like if you're the new guy, just leave it alone. Like, why are you trying to get involved in shit? Let it be, buddy. Yeah, just, you know, post a pic, whatever, but don't make a comment. Okay? You got the girl. You got the girl. Also, before we get into this, I'm obsessed with Cody Simpson now. Okay, (laughs) just an update personally by me. (laughs) I was like, I... I was I was going back and forth with myself. Do I follow him on Instagram? Do I not? You know, kind of hit or miss. I have followed. Um, I am officially on board with him. And I will keep you guys updated on how that goes. Right. Can I make a call right now? A call? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to like pick up the phone. I was like, sure, fuck my time. No, that's what I was going to do. I was actually going to call Miley Cyrus. I have her phone number. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, I'm calling I'm like- this. You decided to follow Cody Simpson the moment you saw the photo he posted of Miley Cyrus grabbing his crotch. Yep, absolutely. Knew it. I knew yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no questions asked. That was that the was, turning point. That was it. That was it. Wait, um, did that really, that, that was the photo that really got you? Or are you doing this for the bit? I ha- can't remember. I do remember that photo vividly. <laughs> I don't know if I had followed beforehand or afterhand. Wink, wink. <laughs> afterhand. Um, is afterhand a phrase? No. Beforehand After word. Words. Mm-hmm. I fully thought afterhand was a thing. Um, I mean, that photo was probably, like you said, wink, wink, afterhand. I, I, yeah, I had gone to his page and stalked hardcore. Um, but I don't know if I had followed beforehand or afterhand. Um, but I did... I do follow now. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter when. <laughs> but I did follow. But you did follow. You made the you made the decision to follow. Yeah. Anyway, tell the people what he did. What they did. Oh, afterhand is a word. I think. I just Are looked it up. Go- Don't Google afterhand. Okay. <laughs> According to Urban Dictionary, every time I didn't know if it existed, we'd have the world record for most Googles. <laughs> afterhand, according to Wiktionary. It says, Scotland law archaic, paid afterwards rather than in advance. There you go. Afterhand. I mean, I don't want to say I'm a genius, but... 
<laughs> Wait, real quick. Did Cody Simpson overtake your Sean Mendez obsession? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Not even close. Okay. I don't find him that attractive, like, all the time. It's just at times. Like when Miley Cyrus has her hand down his pants. Yeah. That times, and then... Um, He's just hit or miss for me. And I will say that I had known of him before the Smiley Cyrus thing. And I always was like, he's kind of weird looking. Um, But now I think being connected to Miley has made him more attractive to me because I love Miley. Um, You know what I'm going to call that? The Pete Davidson effect. Pete Davidson effect. I've I've always thought Pete Davidson was hot. But see, nobody did. And then he dates Ariana Grande. You could also call it the Ariana Grande effect. And then he's he's dating Kate Beckinsale. He was dating some other actress. And now he's Margaret dating... Margaret Yeah, but he broke up with Margaret. I know, and now some 18-year-old or something. Some girl who just turned 18, but I think she's a model or something. The Pete Davidson effect. Yeah, but he looks ratchet as fuck now. He used to be hot, now he looks crazy. Why, why did he look hot? Because of Ariana Grande. Why does no. Cody Simpson look hot? Because of Miley Cyrus. Okay, we'll move on, because this is not what we're talking about. But I'm right. Okay, but just really quick to set the record straight. I have thought um, Pete Davidson was hot since the first time I saw him in the Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck, and I've been obsessed with him ever since. And I actually thought he was hotter before Ariana Grande. Moving on. <laughs> okay, moving on. So Miley Cyrus had a few things to say. I'll, I'll list a few of them. So she said... Men, especially successful ones, are rarely slut-shamed. They move on from one beautiful young woman to the next, most times without consequence. Where women are called sluts, whores, I am trying to just thrive, survive in a man's world. End quote. I actually agree with this sentiment. I think she's absolutely spot on here. She always is. There are, well, I don't know about always, because I'm going to get into some other statements. I don't think these other statements are spot on. Uh, But... She's right that there are different standards for women than there are for men. And men are often celebrated for their womanizing, right? And oftentimes their womanizing can be very predatory, whereas women can just be dating multiple men in a very healthy way. And just because they have dated multiple men, they are criticized, shamed, ridiculed and subject to derogatory language it's terrible um you should listen to the song the man by taylor swift and it's all about that and it's very interesting because it's like you said it's like the more girls a guy gets it's like he's the man that's that's he's a cool guy but taylor swift has Four boyfriends over two years, and people are like, you slut. Yeah. And it's the same thing. But, you know, I'm happy that people, women are speaking out about it now. Miley, Taylor, other people, I'm sure. Um, Because it is ridiculous. Yeah, I think there are many social constructs uh, that inhibit women. uh, And this is one of them. But Miley Cyrus had more to say. On an Instagram Live... She said, quote, there are good men out there, guys. You don't have to be gay. There are good people with dicks out there. You've just got to find them. I always thought I had to be gay because I thought all guys were evil, but it's not true. So one, people thought, okay, this was 
you know, subtextually about Liam Hemsworth. She's shading Liam Hemsworth. It's passive aggressive, calling him out as being evil, as being a bad guy. And that's what drove her then to have a brief affair with Caitlin Carter until she realized that, no, she did not have to have to be gay, as she puts it, uh, because there was Cody Simpson out there, who is a good guy uh, uh, with a dick. This is problematic on so many levels, right? I don't think this is spot on at all. No, I forgot she made this comment because <laughs> that's why I laughed when you read it. Um, yeah, no, Miley, that's that's not it. This is that's not how not sexuality it. works at all. Yeah. Um, I, I get what she was trying to say. Right. She, no, no, no. I, I, she did not word it at all correctly, and I don't think she executed her thoughts correctly at all. But I think what she was trying to say was like I was over guys so I like went and like was being with like a girl but that's like not you don't have to do that like you can just take a break or something okay I don't know I don't know what she was trying to say but I'm trying to stand up for her she was wrong and it's okay to say she was wrong she was not right (laughs) hmm okay wait let me ruminate on that one Rye she could have been better. Yes, a lot better. <laughs> Let's get to what Cody Simpson had to say. Because he's also passive aggressively shitting on Liam Hemsworth. I don't know what Liam Hemsworth did, but he did something to catch their ire. He said, yeah. so Cody Simpson said, quote, I'm very, very, very romantic. I don't think Miley, she talked about how she hadn't had that kind of an experience in a relationship before the whole idea that Liam was never romantic and she never had that kind of experience before I just find that hard to believe yeah I I also don't like that Cody I mean we already mentioned it but I'm like he he needs to not like make he needs to not be involved like I'm so I'm so you know do Miley do what you got to do 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 you to be happy but I'm like it doesn't have to be that public I don't know. It's just getting like it's getting so uh messy in a way. And I hate to make this judgment, but it feels very reboundy. It's all reboundy, yeah. But I'm wondering if like I don't know. There's no problem with that. No, no problem. But usually what from what I've seen when people are in a rebound, it's very much a I'm just gonna like really lean hard into this new relationship and and really kinda like puff out your chest and say look how great this one is. And you're not yep. going to stop reminding people around you. Usually for a regular person, right? Because we don't have the platform of the media. We're just telling yep. our friends, oh, this new one's so great. Oh, my ex was terrible. But yeah. in reality, you're just still caught up in the ex. Yeah, you're trying to justify it to you and your friends. And in this case, the world. Yep. I I think of it as a rebound too. And I'm like, I don't see, I don't think I see him or her and Cody, like, spending the rest of their lives together. But uh, I'm here for it for now, because, once again, I am on board. As long as you get more hand-on crotch photos, you're on board. Right. Afterhands. If we get more afterhands, I'm down. <laughs> uh, speaking of afterhands. Yeah, speaking of afterhands again, y'all. <laughs> Selena Gomez uh, made huge news this week when she released two songs that 
appear to be about Justin Bieber, her ex. So speaking of exes and moving on and all those things, this is this pod has a theme, right? It really does. Exes. Exes. And moving on. Moving on, new chapters. Yeah, new chapters, cute. right? We should theme our podcast from now on. We've done that before. Remember we had, I forget which bonus podcast it was, but we, we, had, we had one that had a theme where like every story had the same sort of topic. Yeah, I forgot what it was, but it was it was ran- It wasn't planned though. No, it was planned. I think it was like we got all the topics and then realized, oh wait, these all have the same sort of like through line, and then we we're like, let's theme it. Yeah. So it was like half planned. Everything we just planned. Everything's planned. Uh, but anyway, uh, in regards to Selena Gomez, she releases "Lose You to Love Me," <laughs> and look at her now. And look at her now. Uh, I'll read yeah. some of the lyrics. So, here's a lyric from uh, Lose You to Love Me. Okay. You promised the world and I fell for it. I put you first and you adored it. Set fires to my forest and you let it burn. I'm feeling a little Usher in that one. It's a little Usher, yeah. I was like, damn. Gotta let it burn. I have heard this song one. I have heard the first one. Um, It's not very good. No offense. But, um, continue, continue. We'd always... Go into it blindly. I needed to lose you to find me. This dancing was killing me softly. She's loving the references, by the way. Here's like a Fuji's reference. Killing me softly, yeah. Love Lauren Hill. I needed to hate you to love me. And then she'd go on to say, I needed to lose you to love me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really hit hard in this one. That yeah, that, that yeah really got me. Also, I have not listened to this. I've just read the lyrics. Yeah, it's bad. And finally, she says, You turned me down and now it's showing. In two months, you replaced us like it was easy. Made me think I deserved it. In the thick of healing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a clear reference, in my opinion, to Haley Baldwin because. Bieber would go on to start dating Haley about two months after Jelena's final breakup. Yeah, which is insane to me that it was that long ago. <laughs> um, yeah, and then someone doesn't she make a comment too about it being two months? Like she was interviewed by Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, and Ryan Seacrest made a comment about the two month lyric. Mm, classic Ryan. <laughs> During the pot. And Selena Gomez didn't want to address Bieber by name, so she does not. But she would go on to say, basically, that her and Bieber had these on-off cycles constantly. And they would break up, and he would move on from her really quickly. So she was sort of insinuating that the two-month lyric wasn't necessarily referring to Haley, that it could have been referred referring to any one of the times that they've broken up Mm, but we ain't stupid yeah it's not that he hadn't done that before because we all know that he's done that before it's the significance of the final time that he did do it and the fact that the timeline adds up to two months yeah and like i doubt you're writing a song about a time where you broke up with him for six months ten years ago okay (laughs) You know, you're talking about the current relationship he's in. The final like, breakup. The, the final breakup. The one Not that then leads to him going to Haley and getting married. Like, this could possibly be the end of Jelena forever. Well, you would hope. 
<laughs> you don't want to see Jelena, part no. nineteen. Oh, God, I famously am not a Jelena stand. That we already covered this. So. I don't know about that. I know. I never know what I actually stand. I'm terrible. <laughs> Other than Miley, I'm like, who do I like? <laughs> well, you said you were also a Swifty, famously. Yeah, but you know, I we've had a rocky relationship, um, Taylor and I. But at the end of the day, I am a Swifty. You're a complicated person, right? Why am I talking like I'm on a sex radio show? Um, Should I read some Look At Her Now lyrics? Please. Read pure, sweet poetry to me. They fell in love one summer. A little too wild for each other. Shiny till it wasn't. Feels good till it doesn't. It was her first real lover. His too till he had another. Oh God, when she found out. Trust levels went way down. Trust levels? <laughs> so that's clearly referring to, you know, their first little stint. Yeah. And how it seems like he cheated on her. She found out. She got pissed. This also, by the way, could be referring to Miranda Kerr. Oh, my God. TBT. Yeah. We also famously covered that on one of our history breakdowns. Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about the Miranda Kerr moment. We actually end up covering Selena pretty extensively on that podcast since she would also uh, end up dating Orlando Bloom or at least hooking up with him. But if you remember the t- in, in, in that timeline, when the rumors came out about Miranda Kerr, that would end up preceding a Jelena breakup by about a month or so. So some people speculated that that could have ignited a Jelena breakup. Yeah. But, like, once again, just bringing it back to this, um, like, get over it. I don't want you to keep writing songs about that. Like, she's probably already written songs about that, you know? And she's not writing her songs anyway, so someone else is writing songs for her. (laughs) Two other people are actually credited for this song. Okay, good. Figure it out. Figure that out easily. She also goes on to say in this song, Of course she was sad, but now she's glad. She dodged a bullet. Took a few years to soak up the tears. But look at her now. Watch her go. Wow, she rhymed sad and glad and tears and years. (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe who? (laughs) A lyricist if I ever knew one. Uh, Oh my god. And finally she says... And this actually would reference Bieber's hard years, you know, the years where there was a lot of drinking and there were a lot of drugs. Right. Fast nights that got him, that new life was his problem. Not saying she was perfect, still regrets that moment, like that night. Wasn't wrong, wasn't right, yeah. What a thing to be human, what a thing to be human, made her more of a woman, made her more of a woman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> You're feeling that one, right? <laughs> that's so good. I need to listen to this song now. I haven't heard this one yet. So uh, we love an insider, right? Famously. We do love an insider. So an insider told E! News the following, quote, Of course, Justin and Haley have heard Selena's new song, and they are both trying to not give any reaction to her lyrics referencing Justin. It isn't ideal for Haley. But she understands the creative process of writing music and that Justin had a past. Good for her. I love how political that is. It's just so manufactured. Like, you know, of course, of course we've heard it. We're not going to deny that we've heard it because every no nobody would believe that they haven't listened to it. 
Right. They're not trying to give any reaction, but through an insider are giving a reaction. Okay, fine. It isn't ideal. So that's a little slightly honest, you know, but, but of course, I mean, she's so forgiving of the creative process for an artist. Right. It's such a like perfectly crafted PR statement. But I also love that the head, the headlines, but like the quote they'll drop is Selena's new songs isn't quote ideal for Haley. (laughs) And I'm like, that's what you got from that. The headline should be Haley Bieber gets what it, it is to write a song and realize that her husband had past relationships. Like, okay, so common sense. It's called clickbait, Rye. I know. And I love it. <laughs> when you see the headline, Haley feels that Selena's new songs aren't ideal. It's like, ooh, okay, this is juicy. If it said Haley Bieber appreciates the creative process of an artist, it's like, okay, who gives a shit if she appreciates it? Not reading process? that. Yeah. Um, the insider had more to say, though, Rye. Of course, the insider always has more to say. The insider never shuts up, but the insider is always accurate. Remember, we have our leaker power rankings. I am an insider in that case. Quote, Justin has completely moved on from that chapter of his life and understands that Selena is allowed to reflect on the past in her own way. Justin and Haley both want Selena to be happy and in a good place and aren't phased by it. End quote. I love the whole idea of like Justin being like, she's allowed to do that. Like she's allowed to reflect. She can- she can do whatever she wants. He's like, I support it. What if he's like, I disallow this. I disallow the reflection. Do not reflect. She can't ever release a song. It's like freaking, uh, no, I don't know. I was going to make a bad comparison. No, you know um, who that would favorite. be like? Tommy Matola. Oh, Tommy Matola. TBT. We're doing a lot of TBTs today. Tommy Motorola. <laughs> um, my favorite is that um, Haley Bieber... Um, threatened to kill Selena Gomez on Instagram. <laughs> okay, that's called clickbait. That's clickbait. Um, Haley did post a song called I'll Kill You on Instagram right after Selena posted her song. Um, and moments then, uh, after it dropped. Moments. And then, of course, people took it and ran, just like I did, <laughs> saying that she wanted to kill Selena, um, which is like not something that you should casually say. Um, but no. she did say, please stop with this nonsense. There is no response. This is complete BS. So she said that it was actually just a coincidence that she posted this song that she liked right after that song. Posted. Who do you believe, Rye? Do you believe the the mob on the internet or do you believe Haley Bieber? I believe Haley. I think she was doing it on purpose, but I don't think she actually was going to murder Selena. Okay, that, that was such... A hedge rye. You know what I meant. Of course, she's not going to actually threaten violence, but I do agree with the fact that, yeah, this that wasn't complete BS. She was responding to the song. That's way too coincidental. She knew what she was doing. Let's put it that way. She's not as stupid as she looks. Um, and on that point, she kind of rectifies the situation by yeah. then liking a photo on Instagram of Selena celebrating the launch of her new music with her friends. Apparently, they have a mutual friend named Raquel Stevens. Never heard of her, uh, but she's a pal. And she posted a photo of Selena and a bunch of other friends, and they're celebrating. And Haley liked the photo, which then, in of in itself, became a huge news story. Everyone was 
writing articles saying, wow, Haley likes photo of Selena on Instagram, feud must be over, et cetera, et cetera. That is actual social media savvy right there to know all you have to do is like a post and that is going to spin off into a bunch of positive PR for you. We've talked about this many times, right, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. The public relations game today is so much different than it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago or 30 years ago, if you're Hugh Grant getting arrested for soliciting prostitution, you got to go on Leno, you got to go on uh, Larry King, you got to do a whole like interview blitz. But now, today, you could do savvy little things like a comment, like a post, like an IG Live, uh, even just liking someone else's post. One more TBT you just threw in there. Good for you. And also, um, I hate it. I really hate it. Um, I hate that that's news that she likes not even Selena Gomez's photo, but a photo that Selena Gomez is in and that people can like actually write actual news articles about that and jump to conclusions that their feud is over. Um, but, but right, you famously want to be famous and when you do become famous and you're feuding with me, let's say, wouldn't it be just easier to like a photo of me than to have to like go on a whole media blitz about it? Oh, honey, when I'm famous, I won't give two shits about you. Okay. <laughs> True. That's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> um, okay, I'm over them. They're annoying. Yeah, so we covered that. We covered that. Um, speaking of annoying. Speaking of annoying. Okay, so these are my like little little stories of the week. I like how they're mine. Um, well, these were this was something that I was following because it's a little bit in my um, my realm of celebrity. So this is going to be actually our favorite headline of the week. Ooh, yeah. So our favorite headline of the week is Drag Race Queens Nina West and Monet Exchange celebrate Meghan McCain's birthday on The View, making her an official Rue girl. Um, so for people who don't know who those people are, Nina West and Monet Exchange are drag queens who are very, very popular from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, they both won Miss Congeniality on their respective seasons. They're fan favorites, if you will. Um, Monet Exchange also just won last season of um, All Stars. So they're very well-known drag queens. Um, if you don't know who Megan McCain is, she's a piece of shit and she's on The View. <laughs> so her birthday, um, she turned 35 <laughs> the other day. Um... She turned <laughs> 35 the other day. I thought she was turning like 47 and she looks terrible. <laughs> and she was on The View. Um, She is on The View. And for some godforsaken reason, they brought Monet Exchange and Nina West on to celebrate her birthday. Nobody knows why. Um, they, <laughs> over the summer, they did like a panel with her and another drag queen, Adore Delano, to discuss LGBTQ issues, which got mixed reviews. Some people were like, okay, like, why are you even giving her the time of day? But then some people were like, it's good to have a discussion with people who might have not not have exactly the same views. I just find Meghan McCain to be insufferable. I'm like, girl, shut up. We get it. Your dad is dead. And he was a president or something. <laughs> like, we don't care. <laughs> And she's just annoying and she's such a child and the way she reacts on the show is just so immature and so 
woe is me and everybody's everybody's attacking me it's like well girl of course they're attacking you because you're stupid and you like interrupt everyone and just yell like yelling is not an argument bitch she loves to yell and she also loves to interrupt right she stormed off the stage a couple weeks ago because she interrupted someone or she was yelling at someone and their response was you don't have to yell at me i'm about two feet away from you and she goes ah and then walks off the stage, and I was like, okay, well, you were yelling at her, and she's two feet away from you. Okay, so anyway, so people were mad about, um, well, fans of Drag Race, fans of drags, a lot of LGBTQ people were upset about this because of Megan's views on LGBTQ rights. Um, although she has, in the past, quote-unquote, advocated for gay rights, she um, is kind of like a fake advocate in a way, like she doesn't really do anything but she'll like say she supports gay people and her husband is famously a absolute terrible person um what's his name ben dominic or something um he is the founder of the federalist and he hosts like a podcast um he's blatantly transphobic um anti-gay marriage everything so he sucks and she's married to him so people are like, even if you were to say, like, I believe gay marriage is okay. All right, well, you're married to a guy who literally, like, is the opposite of that. So you have something to say about him, probably. No, not about him. Um, he's garbage. But even if we were to say, okay, we can't make Meghan McCain accountable for her husband's beliefs. Okay, fine. But here is a fact about Meghan McCain. Meghan McCain believes in many oppressive institutions. And this isn't a Republican or Democrat thing because she is one of many Republicans and Democrats to support oppressive institutions. And these oppressive institutions are ones that are far more discriminatory towards the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So you cannot have it both ways. You cannot yeah. post a photo of yourself wearing a rainbow t-shirt claiming that that in of in itself makes you an advocate for the LGBT, but then, for example, support the judicial nominees that then want to strip the LGBTQ of their rights. It doesn't work both ways. Preach it, Armin. And her father was also an anti-LGBTQ advocate himself again we don't ha even have to hold their viewpoints against her because right. she has proven time and time again to be a great advocate of oppression in many yeah. different facets of life and what we have come to understand if you haven't understood it already is that our society is so interconnected and if you don't look at things intersectionally then you are failing as someone who is trying to actually pinpoint where socio-political and socio-economic injustices are occurring so Meghan McCain wants to say oh I want to prop up these injustices but then say oh I love Monet Exchange no you don't really you love what Monet Exchange does for you when you go to WeHo right uh, a lot of fans were like she doesn't actually support Monet Exchange and Nina West's message and idea, she looks at them as, like, big clowns and basically, like, yay, drag queens, I'm fun and I'm hip and I'm cool. Look at me, I can hug a drag queen. Like, she looks at it, she looks at them as, like, 
not a real person. She, she commodifies them. Yeah, exactly. They're like so a Birkin like, bag. Right. And she's like, they came for my birthday. Like, whatever. So she's, people are mad. A lot of the um, fans were up in arms about it. And then what made it worse was both of the drag queens didn't really respond well. They, um, someone was like, you're ultra trash for like going and supporting her and celebrating her birthday, like blah, blah, blah. And Nina West's response was like, just ultra, not totally like trash or something. And it's like, all right, now you're just being like petty about it and um, whatever. So people are just upset. Even if they were to just be like, yo girl, we got a paycheck for going on this show. At least it like recognize that she's not, you know, this advocate that they're like saying she is, but they're not, no one, they weren't, they didn't really say much about it. Like when they went on over the summer, it was more of a discussion and like a panel about LGBTQ rights. Um, People are still a little bit like weird about it because it still felt a little like weird, but at least it was like having a discussion. This was like literally like, happy birthday, we love you. And then... They gave them, um, they gave her a statue. Like when you get voted off Drag Race, you get a statue. And then you're officially a Rue girl, which means you've been on the RuPaul Drag Race show. And people are like, oh, it's funny that you're giving someone who, there's actual drag queens out there who won't get on the show and will never get that because of their whatever, but you're giving it this girl who freaking doesn't support you. So just funny, funny little niche scandal. No, that was a good one. I actually saw it making some waves, right? I don't think it was as niche as you believe. And a lot of other drag race alumni um, were commenting on it, too, which is fun because usually all the drag race girls are usually pretty supportive of each other. Um, Please tell me Trixie called them out. Trixie did, Fifi O'Hara, Bianca Del Rio did, um, I think Trinity, Trinity did, a lot of people um, so it was kind of fun. It was fun to see the drama in the drag race community. We love drama. Um, and then we'll end on something that's kind of funny. Just a funny little quip. Kelly Ripa got into some hot water this week. Um, she was on the Jimmy Kimmel show on Tuesday and she made a comment. Um, her son, Michael Consuelos, who is, um, her and Mark Consuelos is one of their children. Um, she was like, uh, he's 22. He just moved to Brooklyn. He goes to NYU. And he's on his own. He's living in his own apartment. So she said, I think he loves the freedom. He hates paying his own rent. And he's chronically poor. I don't think he's ever really experienced extreme poverty like now. <laughs> and people were angry because obviously... Kelly Ripa's son is not experiencing extreme poverty. Um, she made a joke that every Halloween, his grandma sends him $20. So she made a joke of, oh, he called me and said, can grandma send me my Halloween 20 early? I could really use it. She's joking. She's making jokes. She's, you know, like, it's Kelly Ripa, cute little Kelly Ripa. And Kelly Ripa famously does not usually get into any scandals and is pretty universally well-liked, I would say. And I don't even think this is a real scandal. You know what I've come to notice, Rye? That a lot of gossip sites are so hungry for more content just to drive 
traffic to their sites so they could increase ad revenue, that everything becomes a story. I've noticed some stories, even CNN has done this, where they'll base an entire story on two people on Twitter saying something, the two of which have a combined 275 followers. Yeah. Right? And they'll say, oh, people were up in arms because Kelly Ripa said whatever. And then you'll notice that they're basing it literally off of one tweet from a guy who has 60 followers. And the guy's right. like, man, Kelly Ripa made a dumb joke. And, and that's the entire base of an article because if they say, oh, Kelly Ripa gets ripped, people are going to click yeah. that. Drives traffic, creates ad revenue. So like, so there are so many junky stories like this on a daily basis. And I don't even think that she really got hit hard by this because I didn't know this, notice this. I noticed the Meghan McCain thing. This is Kelly Ripa making a bad joke, whatever. Uh, or not necessarily a bad joke, just saying something that's maybe a little bit coming from being in a bubble. Making a joke that people took too seriously. I saw comments. But who is like- people? Like nine people? I said something, just kidding, but what I'm, I did see this um, article on BuzzFeed and CNN, okay, so it's just huge news. Classic. But it's not really, I don't, I'm not saying it's a scandal, but it's just a funny, I just said it was a funny little quip, okay, you don't have to go in on me, Jesus, stop (laughs) telling, stop saying that my story's bad, okay, last time I ever do research. (laughs) Um, you know what this kind of reminds me though of this reminds mm-hmm. me of the george stephanopoulos moment last week where uh he was talking with Rahm Emanuel, i want to say and um Ooh. yeah i know terrible two terrible people and Rahm Emanuel, e- even though he's terrible makes the point that the wealth tax is extremely popular right based on polling numbers and george stephanopoulos goes no wait no it isn't wait what Rahm Emanuel goes, yes, it is actually in both uh, primary polling and general election polling. So it's actually a piece of legislation that could be bipartisan because both Republicans and Democrats like the idea of a wealth tax, right? Mm -hmm. And George Stephanopoulos goes, oh, damn, that kind of shows you I've been living in a bubble because all my friends in Manhattan don't want a wealth tax. Yeah, no one in, of course, no one in Manhattan because they're all the freaking richest people ever. They can live in freaking Manhattan. So Kelly Ripa, who I also believe lives in Manhattan, yeah, is kind of having her own little I'm living in a bubble moment because she's saying how her son lives in extreme poverty when we know, all know that's not true because there's a lot of generational wealth there. Hey, at least her son lives in Brooklyn, okay? So he's really slumming it. <laughs> um, so she did respond to the backlash, okay? There was enough backlash that she had to respond. And her response was in a comment on an Instagram post. So it was big news. Um, She says, Michael goes to college and is a senior and works full time. He is in his first non-parent subsidized apartment with roommates. I'm I'm used to getting a lot of slack because people love to have fake outrage over something they didn't see. They read a headline and wag their fingers. I didn't grow up privileged and neither did tags Mark Consuelos. We work and we expect our kids to as well. And the fact that a pack of fools want to bitch about that, I say let them. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, who cares what a few people have to say? I don't even think uh, this necessitated a response from her. But if she wants to clap back, clap back. And I appreciate the response because she's essentially, look, she made a joke at people. And don't come at me with what people. Okay, but people online. What people? 
enough people online wrote about it that I was able to re- know about this news. Okay, so fuck off. <laughs> and I think she clarified it by being like, I made a joke because he, it's the first time he's paying his own rent and we're not paying his rent for him. So he's not used to it. So he's making a joke about being poor. I mean, how many of us, I'm not anywhere near Kelly Ripa's wealth, but I'm also not anywhere near extreme poverty. Okay. But uh, how many times do I joke? Oh my God, I'm broke. I'm so poor. Like I'm eating leftover ramen. I'm so poor. Like whatever. Okay. Everyone makes the freaking joke. So everyone needs to calm the shit down and just deal with that. Uh, also, Rye, real quick before we sign off, I just have to mention this because this is, this was actually a huge, huge story and we didn't have it in our research for today, but it, because it just happened late last night and I feel like as a Celebrity Scandal podcast, we've got to talk about this. I'm just going to briefly mention it. Uh, basically, Harvey Weinstein... Uh, uh, yeah. You heard about this, right? Yeah. In New York... Uh, this happened two nights ago, actually. Was it two nights ago? Yeah, but it didn't really like hit the news until last night. Okay, yeah. I read about it yesterday morning because I'm in the comedy scene, and it happened at a comedy event. Um, An aspiring artist's event, which is important because, okay, so basically what happened was there was an aspiring artist's event, and Harvey Weinstein was invited, not only invited, but invited as a VIP guest. And here's what's messed up about this, is that Harvey Weinstein infamously exploited aspiring artists for sexual favors. And not just exploited aspiring artists, but many times would coerce them to come to his hotel rooms and subsequently rape them. Yeah. So to have him at an aspiring artist event is uh, horrific. Yeah. Creepy, jarring, especially imagine aspiring artists who are women, who he would prey upon. So a couple brave artists, I don't have their names uh, off the top of my head, Rye, maybe if you could look that up real quick, Uh, but a couple really brave comedians went on stage and shit-talked Harvey Weinstein. But here's what's really terrible, is that the club, which I think is called Downtime Bar or something like that, this bar decides not to kick out Harvey Weinstein. They decide to kick out the two brave women who were calling him out. And a bunch of trashy men were booing these courageous women as they were trying to stand up to a very powerful, a still obviously very powerful man. That's that's awful. And here's my take on it. For one, amazing that they stood up to him because uh, somebody should if he's out yeah. in public. And and two, he should be uh, ashamed of himself, but he's not because he's a psychopath. He just he shouldn't be going to events, let alone events that are like that small. Like it was such an intimate. If you see the videos, it's like literally at like a dive bar. It's not. It wasn't this huge gala. Um, I think he should be shamed into not being a public person anymore. He's yeah, got enough name's... money; he could order fucking Postmates. I, and look, there, there are criminal charges still pending. This guy is a serial rapist, a serial harasser, a serial abuser of power for decades on decades. This guy is a horrific, horrific human being. And of course, he doesn't have even the self awareness to go, "Oh, I should not be going to a, an aspiring artist event." Well, yeah, and he shouldn't have been invited in the first place. Right. It was called Downtown Bar, or Downtime Bar, and um, Zoe Stuckless and Amber Rolla were kicked out of the event, and they were both comedians and um, playwrights. And badasses. And badasses, yeah. If you watch her, um, if you watch her 
set where she um, calls him out. It's really good. Um, Kelly Bachman also um, called him out. I don't think she was kicked out, but um, she was the set that I watched of him calling him out. I saw Kelly Bachman's, yeah. Yeah, so good for them. Fuck that guy. And go female comedians for using your voice. Yeah, fuck Harvey Weinstein. He's a terrible dude. Okay, well, I was going to end on something light, but you had to bring it dark. Um, <laughs> well, right. How could we not talk yelling. about that? That was a major story. And fuck Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, fuck that guy. Seriously. Uh, I also am jealous. Okay, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just jealous because they're like getting really famous and viral from that. And I'm like, they should. But I'm like, I want to go famous and viral from something. Well, you've anyway, had a couple viral tweets in the last week, right? That you've been killing it I, on Twitter. I was close to getting viral with my Rise and Shine tweet. It didn't even get 100 likes, but it was the most I've ever gotten, probably. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this mess of a podcast, as usual. We know you do. <laughs> thanks um, for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye.